Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this been back. Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. He's, uh, of course, from the Armed Forces of the Army, retired. Jeff, how are you? Good to see you. Doing great. Thank you. Boss over at the Warrior Defense Project. Look that up on the St. Mary's um, EDU page, and you can find out how you can help out. He does great, uh, a great job for either current or former uh, enlisted men and women who are, some of them get in the railroad, and he helps them out a, a lot. Jeff, how to talk to you about Israel and Hamas and what would be Palestine and that whole region. As long as I've been alive, as long as you've been alive, this has been a major conflict. Every time it looks like there's going to be a solution, there isn't one. Uh, people, when you bring up October 7th and that terrorist attack by Hamas, they want to say, yeah, but in 2020, the 11-day war. Yeah, but in 2014, Israel did this. Yeah, but in 1978, Israel did this thing. Yeah, but the Philistines back in the day. Jeff, I don't know what to do other than to look at what just happened. There appeared to be a peaceful day going on between Gaza and Israel. And then a bunch of Palestinian uh, Hamas terrorists decided they would fly in on parachutes and everything else and just start killing civilians. Am I missing something? It was peaceful until that day, was it not? Well, you're not missing anything because you're oriented to objective reality. Right. Fortunately, many people in our country are not oriented to objective reality. And, of course, I guess that's what you get when they can't even figure out, you know, basic things like if you get rid of the police, you'll have more crime, you think. Right. Right. Uh, the difference between a man and a woman and we're a racist country. And I mean, these people are not, you know, oriented, as I say, to objective reality. And the objective reality is that these are not freedom fighters, as the president of Turkey called Hamas. They are terrorists, freedom fighters. And you've heard that old adage, one man's freedom fighter is another man's terrorist. Yes. Uh, that's nonsense, because a freedom fighter does not target women and children. They do not engage in beheadings and rape. And vicious crimes associated with, uh, you know, slaughtering civilians. That's the goal of Hamas is to kill civilians. Uh, a freedom fighter, if you are fighting for your freedom, then you have an objective. And if you have to go to battle, you fight a legitimate army. You're not fighting civilians. You're fighting military targets. Hamas primarily targets civilians. Um, not only the ground incursion, but literally thousands of rockets fired indiscriminately into the civilian population. So they are not freedom fighters. They are terrorists. And uh, if you understand objective reality, again, my starting point is the United Nations, because under international law, if you are a nation recognized, a member of the United Nations, you have the right to exist. You're not an occupier of your own land. You are a nation. Right. You don't occupy the United States. We are the United States. We yeah, but Jeff, I, I've got, yeah, but I got to ask you something because the United Nations just the other day had a vote. You need a two thirds majority to to agree with the vote. The vote was to to I don't know some some wasn't anything that was tangible, some sort of a feeling of Hamas is bad. They couldn't even do that. They could not come out and say as a unit, as a a conjoined United Nations, that what Hamas did was bad and that Israel has the right to exist. I mean, why? Where have we gotten to? We had 30 or 40 abstentions. We had a bunch of people voted against it. And then when it failed, the entire body started clapping. Yeah, the, the did you see that? Said, yeah, it's it's as a body, it has degenerated from its original purpose, which was you know founded in 1945. For, so for the first you know a couple of decades, it was fairly reasonable. They looked at things with objective reality, and then they went. I guess that word is woke. And so they're so upside right. down world, bizarro world that they call the Israelis the bad guys. And they cheer when Hamas, of course, is slaughtering innocent civilians. It's it's the darndest thing any normal person would you know would would comprehend. That's why many people say 
the United Nations has lost its uh, its way, we need to probably think about forming a new international organization of serious nations that are democracies only and exclude the totalitarian nations. For example, the Iranians are going to sit on the, the next round of the Human Rights Commission. I mean, does that make any sense? None. No, it, it makes zero sense. And you've got a United Nations that I thought, I've checked my history, it was the United Nations charter that said, yes, that land geographically is Israel, and Israel should be reestablished, you know, after six million Jews were killed in the Holocaust. Was it not the United Nations that came together and said, this is the way it's going to be? And Israel's been attacked ever since. They've defended that land ever since. Yes, they did. 1947, the United Nations issued a, uh, a proclamation that this is the borders of Israel. In 1948, Israel declared its independence, was accepted in the United Nations. The United States is the first nation to recognize them. Immediately the same day, uh, the surrounding Arab nations came in to kill them all because they did not like the fact that the Israelis had their own state. They lost that war. They tried several wars over the years. And again, they come up with these things. You're an occupier. Again, they're recognized by their original land grant from the United Nations. And I can start there, but if you want to go back to biblical times, uh, they've been there for thousands of years. The Jews have always been in that area uh, to some degree or the other. So, uh, but I don't even go back that far. In the modern era, we look at, is there a nation called Israel? Yes, they are. Are they a member of the UN? Yes, they are. They're not occupiers of their own land. They have the right to exist there and they have the right to defend themselves as any nation state does when another nation or a rogue entity like Hamas slips in, uh, bangs into their border and kills, well, at least 1,500 plus right. the, the, the hostages. So you can up it around 2,000 people uh, are uh, either dead or soon going to be dead because most of those hostages, let's face it, they're not going to come out alive. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott, go to stmarystx.edu and look up um, the Warrior Defense Project. Find out all the good work that he does. He's also got books out. Look them up on Amazon. You'll see a bunch of great titles. When it comes to Hamas, Jeff, it, it offers us a very difficult situation because Hamas is a terrorist attack as named by our country, yeah. a, a, ter a terrorist organization. They did a terrorist attack on October 7th. They've been doing terrorist attacks since they came into, into being. But it's also the government of, of Gaza. The, Ga the Palestinians in Gaza voted these people as their government. Yes. So was it a government attacking another government? Was it a terrorist organization attacking civilians? And if you go back and say, okay, you attacked us, we're not going to attack your place that you govern, now Israel somehow is bad and we should do a ceasefire. It's, it's a very strange line that we try to walk. They're bad people. That's also the government of, of Gaza. How should Israel respond? I mean, I think the response has to be what they need it to be to stop them from doing it again. Yeah, and they have every right under international law to do so. We're all concerned about civilian casualties. The law of war recognizes that in war, you're going to have civilian casualties. The big difference is that the Hamas targets civilians intentionally to kill them. The Israelis do not. I've been to Israel. I've worked with the IDF on several occasions. Um, and so they are the most sophisticated and law-abiding military in the modern era, even more so than our own military. They're very conscious about civilian casualties. They're taking every step they possibly can to reduce civilian casualties. But if civilians die in a war, um, the question is, did you target them? And the answer is always, no, we didn't. Right. Um, and, so and, and what do you do when the enemy hides behind civilians or hides in a mosque or hides under a, a hospital? They build tunnels under uh, churches or not churches, but mosques and schools. What do you do? You just say, OK, you guys win because you're, you're hiding behind innocent people. I don't know what you do. 
Yeah, and back to your original point. Yes, they are. They were voted in, uh, and and so they are not just a terrorist organization. They have all the apparatus of a government. They control the water systems, the food systems, the uh, welfare systems, the services, negotiations, and they used all that not to better their own people, but to prepare for this event on October the 7th. And they've been preparing for this for a long time. So all the millions of dollars that come in, they're building these concrete barriers, getting weapons and missiles, and they're not making the life better for their own people in terms of anything. And so that's the dilemma. And as I said last time I was on your show, if you really believe in civilians and and the safety of civilians, and I do, the only solution is to open up the back door of Egypt and have their fellow Muslim brothers who say they purport that they're very concerned with the Palestinians and the civilian casualties, then why don't you open the door in Egypt and allow these people to come into your country, set up refugee camps so it can be a battle against Hamas fighters and Israeli IDF. They will not do it. The hypocrisy is 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 just, you know, it, it's, it makes me bilious. It is uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey uh, Atticott teaching us new words today as well. I uh, appreciate you coming on. The, the name of the, the book about Islam is Radical Islam Why, right? Yep. Radical Islam, why? Go and get that on Amazon. Get anywhere that you, that you need to go get it. He gets into the, into the thought process of a radical jihadist who, who is actually following fundamental Islam. The, the modern day, um, Muslims aren't following fundamental Islam or else it would be 1.8 billion people trying to kill us at, at all times. That's not what's going on. You've got fundamentalists that are, they're going by Sharia law. They're going by the Hadith. They're going by exactly what they think their God wants them to do. And again, most Muslims on this planet aren't doing it, but if it's 10 percent that's you know that's 180 million people that's a lot of people you mentioned egypt they didn't want gaza in the 70s they told israel you have it you take it we don't want it and just now as you said egypt doesn't and the king in jordan doesn't want any palestinians to come into their countries why not and hamas is actually stopping people from leaving and they're keeping them as human shields so what is what what does israel do they could easily Jeff, you and I both know they have the capability to wipe Gaza off the map. It doesn't exist anymore. They don't want to do that. What do they do? Joe, that's an excellent point because we had the same dilemma in Fallujah not too long ago. Right. They have the air power to level the place into a parking lot. They don't have to send a single Israeli soldier because Israeli soldiers are going to die when they go into the extensive ground war. Uh, They could solve this problem from the air and be within their rights under international law to do so under the law of war. You drop leaflets, warn the civilians to leave, do whatever you can in in terms of uh, reality to try to reasonableness to get them to leave. They don't leave. Then, you know, you you come in and bomb the place uh, and level it. We didn't do that in Fallujah because we're trying to demonstrate that we are humanitarians. We care about people. The enemy doesn't. And so we went in door to door in Fallujah, lost a lot of good Marines, killed. We won, but it was very costless to us. We didn't use uh, you know, our military might to level Fallujah because we knew we would have a lot of civilian casualties. Uh, the Israelis are doing that. They are, you know, they're gonna have people that die uh, when they don't have to under the law of war. They can simply just bomb it out of existence. It is uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. I'm glad you brought that point up because we go back to um, the whole idea that they can somehow coexist. We go back to 
Israel's got to be careful because they're the bigger, better country. That doesn't make any sense. So Israel says we can, like you said, level the entire area. Instead, we'll go in on the ground and we'll try to find these individual Hamas idiots yeah. that are hiding behind innocent people. And guess what the other side says? Ceasefire. You can't go in on the ground and do a ground war against 2.2 million innocent uh, civilians. Jeff, uh, what, what does the left want? Now, you and I both know they really want Israel to not exist. They really want the Palestinians to have a state that never existed before. They really want, you know, the, the, whatever they, whatever their intersectionality is with the people in Palestine. And by the way, the LGBTQ community supporting Palestine is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. We can talk about that next time. But what is it that they, what is it that they're saying out loud? Because Israel seems to be doing what you just said and what the left I thought wanted. Go in, find Hamas, don't kill innocents. Because as you said, you could just blow it off the map from the air. So what is it that they want in reality? You know, that's the key issue we started out with. They deny objective reality. I don't know what they want. Uh, they don't know what they want. And uh, we've seen this crowd before. It's usually the, the, the usual suspects that line up for these, you know, these riots in the streets and get rid of the police and, uh, you know, the military's evil, the police are evil. Yeah, you've got bad cops, you've got bad military folks. Prosecute them and move on. Uh, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So, uh, there's some type of an anti-Semitism that's below the surface here in their thinking and in their souls. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it defies logic. It defies reasons uh, to say that you want to kill someone because of the color of their skin or their religion or their race. I thought that was the antithesis of what these groups wanted. They were supposed to be, you know, never again. And yet they're the very ones in many cases that are screaming these obscenities, threatening, uh, you know, Jewish people on the campuses and, and in the streets. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's an anti-Semitism that doesn't make any sense. Right. I couldn't agree with you more. It's uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. His book is called Radical Islam, Why. He wrote it a few years ago. Go and get that on Amazon or anywhere you can find books and read up about the mindset of these people that we're talking about. As we take a look at this going forward, Jeff, true or not, I mean, Israel did leave in 2005 because they were promised peace if you just give up Gaza. And they did. They said, here, take it. It's yours. We don't want any part of it. There is no Israeli presence in Gaza. Well, there wasn't before October 7th, right? No, no. In fact, in 2006, there's not a single Jew in Gaza since 2006. And by the way, plenty of Muslims, plenty of Christians, plenty of Arabs in Israel, that's okay. But you can't be a Jew in Gaza. You'd be dead. You'd be dead. And plus, and plus the, the Israelis that were in Gaza for a number of years, they developed a marvelous setting there. They had farms, they had agriculture, they had you know a wonderful infrastructure. And when Hamas took it over, it all went into the toilet. And so they complain it's a nasty place to live in. Well, it wasn't when the Israelis were running it. It was quite beneficial to the population. Uh, but again, that's how far they want to, you know, work for peace. The Israelis, they give them everything you want. And with the, the you know, with the uh, Camp David Accords that Clinton tried to cut in 2000, uh, the Palestinians were given 95% of what you want. They were going to be given Gaza as part of a new state, the West Bank as part of a new state. There would be a little land bridge between the two. They wouldn't sign the document. They said, no, we don't want it, which tells you, what do you want? We want to kill you all. Basically, yes. that's what they say. We want to kill you because the land that your state is, we call that occupied land. And therefore, we want to kill you all, drive you into the sea from the river to the sea. And we want to take your land. It's yeah, there are a bunch of idiots in this country that don't know that river to the sea means the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah. That means Israel doesn't exist. Israel exists in that in that portion of land they're talking about. There are idiot kids in high schools in America singing that song. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's it's a sad commentary on the state of our 
universities and high schools and uh, we had you know we have people that are not teaching objective reality so uh, rebecca west is one of my favorite novelists if you just give me a second she she said the trouble with mankind are two things one they cannot learn truths that are too complicated and they forget truths that are too simple and wow. ain't that the truth yeah it really is it's uh, lieutenant understand trip simple truth right well, objective truth, as you said. I mean, I can prove everything that I say on my show. You can prove everything that you've said here as well. Let, let, let me ask you, Jeff, I've got less than a minute, but I want a quick comment on this if you don't mind. When you see a Rashida Tlaib or Elon Omar or Ayanna Presley or AOC saying ridiculous things in support of what would be Palestine, they're really supporting Hamas because that's the government of the Palestinians. When you see them saying that, I think you and I would agree that's the First Amendment right, yes. but you don't, you don't have a right to be a sitting member of Congress. I don't think we would have, we would have allowed Nazis to come in 1942 and be part of the House of Representatives. So is there a reason to expel them, not jail them? They can say it, but I don't think that we have to leave them in our in our government, do we? Well, I would certainly uh, be an advocate for censoring them, removing them from all committees. So in other words, I would ratchet up the, the, the level of response uh, and, and punishment to what they've done okay. because they are actually staring up violence. Yes. And the Democrat Party always talks about people staring up violence by your words and actions. Look at some of the words and actions that they've done recently. I mean, they are stirring up anti-Semitism across this country, and it's far more prevalent than, uh, you know, Islamophobia, as the president likes to call it. Right. It's, 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 it's almost reminiscent of many, you know, situations we've seen where Jews have been in very tight places in other countries and other centuries. And we don't need that here. We don't need the hatred here for anybody that's an American or a citizen of this country. You know, we're all Americans, people. Yes. And uh, we've got to recognize, again, objective reality. And if you don't get it in the school of uh, your educational system, um, you're going to have to live, learn, you know, by by your mistakes. And, and hopefully they'll see the light at some point. Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott, he's the boss over at the Warrior Defense Project. Look that up on the Internet. Also get his book, uh, Radical Islam Why. Jeff, thanks for making time today, brother. Appreciate you. Thanks, Joe. All right, man. We're back after this. Stay right here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Always great to get the objective truth from somebody who knows. It's uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. Next hour, it's going to be Jordan Belfort, his own self, the uh, Wolf of Wall Street. He's got a new book out called The Wolf of Investing that I want you to go and check out. Great interview. I had a lot of fun. I hadn't met him before. It was really cool to, to get to know him a little bit. So make sure you stick around for that and a whole lot more. Joe Pag Show coming back. This is the Joe Pag Show.